Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. Connor? Do you think Phil is going to come out and see a shadow? Punk's a tawny Phil? That's right, woodchuck chuckers, it's... Groundhog Day! And if Phil does see a shadow, does that mean six more weeks of ridiculous podcast intros? Or maybe it means we'll actually get through a show honoring pop culture's perfect picture about Punxsutawney Phil Connors, Bill Murray's stuck-in-a-time-loop character who... Connor, Connor, as much as I hate to do this, this is not that show. This is... Groundhog Day! And if Phil does see a shadow, does that mean six more weeks of ridiculous podcast intros? Or maybe it means... Wait, what's happening here? Pop culture's perfect picture about Punxsutawney Phil Connors... Connor, Connor, as much as I hate to do this again... This is not that show. This is... Groundhog Day! And if Phil does see a shadow, does that mean six more weeks of ridiculous Uh-oh. podcast? This could go on for a while, and I don't think Maybe listeners will stick around to hear Connor and I try to woo Andy McDowell for 90 minutes before we finally get our lives together. Bill Murray's stuck-in-a-time-loop character who... Connor, Connor, as much as I hate to do this, hopefully for the last time, this is not that show. This is... The Bethel School District presents a podcast about the Bethel School District. <laughs> we have some big news to kick today's show off. The school board has unanimously passed a resolution opposing the construction of a new regional airport in the portion of Pierce County in which Bethel is located. According to the resolution, the Commercial Aviation Coordinating Commission proposed two locations in Pierce County for an airport. Both of those locations would negatively impact the Bethel School District. With the resolution, the board now adds their voice to those who are concerned about the impact an airport would have in the area, including safety, noise pollution, air pollution, degradation of the natural environment and scenery, and increased traffic that will, quote, detract from our ability to transport our 10,500 students that rely upon daily school bus transportation, especially in consideration of the already marginal transportation network that currently exists in the area, end quote. The board also called out the fact that Pierce County recently changed zoning housing densities to significantly increase the number of people who will soon be living in our area, which by itself is going to increase traffic congestion and other related problems. At that same school board meeting, a team from Camas Prairie Elementary presented to the school board and they started off with a bold statement. Camas Prairie to me is like the Disneyland of Bethel. It truly is the best, happiest place to be. So we're just really excited to get to share a little bit about our school with you guys today. Well, it may be a small world, but it's not all fun and rides. They also talked about the hard work that's going into school-based equity teams, social emotional learning and mental health resources, as well as multi-tiered systems of support positively impacting students and student growth. Melissa Munson Merritt, principal, gave a great example. It's just thinking outside the box to ensure that we support all of our students. We know that the in-classroom instruction with the teacher is going to hit 80% of our kiddos, but that leaves 20% that need extra support. And so we're thinking of outside the box ways to support those kiddos. And one way we do that is through those social emotional lessons and the social emotional supports, but also through academics. Something that we have really held on to pretty tightly this year is developing essential learning outcomes. And actually it started last year. We had that awesome summer institute training by Mike Meadows for our whole district. And he talked about ensuring that we really understand what kids are learning in a way that if a dad walked up to you and said, what is my fourth grader going to learn this year? He doesn't want to hear every common core state standard, because what does that really mean? But your kid needs to know this, this, and this, and I'm going to do this, this, and this. So we of course use our standards, but we've drilled down to like parent-friendly language. How can we tell parents what their kids are learning in a way that's understandable to a non-educator? 
Camas Prairie, they just won an award, didn't they? Well, you know, I don't want to fluff our feathers too much. (laughs) (laughs) What you may have heard about Camas Prairie is that we are one of two schools that have earned in the state of Washington, the National ESEA Distinguished Schools Award for exceptional growth in category one, which is exceptional growth for all students. Well, speaking of awards and closing out that same board meeting, Assistant Superintendent Dr. Brian Lowney introduced Shannon Leatherwood, principal at Spanaway Middle School, who was named the state's secondary principal of the year to the school board and had some very kind words for her. Very rarely do you have a principal of the year recognized in a district for the state of Washington. There's nearly 300 school districts in the state. Think about all the schools that entails. So this is a giant honor, particularly for Ms. Leatherwood, but not just for Ms. Leatherwood. It speaks to the quality of the staff at Spanaway Middle, and that was the first thing she said when this came out. It speaks to the quality of students and parents and families at Spanaway Middle. It speaks to her colleagues, our other principals, and the way we iron sharpens iron. So super impressed with this award and and really proud of her accomplishments and the staff at Spanaway Middle. So with that, I give you the Washington State Secondary Principal of the Year, Ms. Shannon Leatherwood. Well, it's hard to beat that introduction from Dr. Lowney. So Connor, why don't you introduce our special guest today? All right, we're joined today by Spanaway Middle School Principal Shannon Leatherwood. In announcing the award, the Association of Washington School Principals said of you, a tireless advocate for students, Leatherwood leads by example and serves with her whole heart, creating a culture of inclusivity, support, and pride in students, staff, and community while maintaining a high standard of academic excellence. That's really high praise. And a lot of people in their kind of day-to-day life never experience praise like that. Is it awkward? Are you able to kind of accept that and internalize that, hey, I'm doing a good job and people will recognize it? It's awkward for me. I really believe in the power of collective commitment to success. And so when the spotlight's on me, it, it is very uncomfortable. So when I look at this award, I'm not looking at it as my award. It's our award here at Spanaway Middle, and it's a reflection of the work that our staff and our students are doing. Truly, that's that's where I'm at right now. And that's probably a healthy way of looking at it. And, and I was actually here that morning when, when we all surprised you with that. Outside of the, the bigger award part of it, what was going through your head as it kind of dawned on you that this is what that is, and I'm going to have to get up here and, yeah. and, and hear all this praise and win this award? Well, back in October, I received the nomination, and it's a it's a pretty hefty nomination process. And so the people who nominated me and part of my staff and assistant principal, when they went through that process, they didn't tell me that they nominated me until I got the nomination. From that, there's a list of like 14, 15 questions, and it's pretty robust. Um, questioning and and what that was so when I walked in that morning and I saw everybody I was first like why is Tom Siegel coming to do a budget meeting with everybody from the ESC and all of that so I was kind of looking and then part way through when Brian started talking I looked over and I recognized a couple people from AWSP so right then I was like oh no, (laughs) because it's not comfortable having the spotlight on you. And I was, yeah, there was a lot of things running through my head. But as soon as I looked over and saw them, I was like, oh, I know what this is about now. And you're always very quick to credit your staff for these awards and whatever progress you guys have in school. Very generous with praise. What, What has been the reaction from your staff members since this came out that you won? A lot of praise, which I'm not real comfortable with. They had a reception on Wednesday for me 
um, invited my family, but a lot of praise. I, I truly want to say, though, that when I say this is partly the staff, we have three commitments, and our first commitment is to the culture of this building, and it's a collective commitment that every kid that walks through our door needs to feel like they belong, and so the relationships come first. We then say, backed up with the systems that we have and we have a collective commitment that the systems that we put in place and we agree to, everybody is committed to those systems and are holding students accountable and staff accountable and then that the learning stays high, that we're not dummying down curriculum or we're not lowering the bar and we believe all students can do it. So those three things I think are the reason why that collective piece has shown there's only one middle school that grew more than we did in the state of Washington. We know that's why. Let's talk a little bit about your background. What was it about being a principal that kind of intrigued you? Because, you know, you started as a teacher, like almost all principals. What was it that made you want to kind of take that step up and lead a school? I was a teacher of third, fourth, and fifth grade. I taught all three grades in one year. I had students, you know, ranging from those levels. And you can imagine when students are at all different levels, you get to see a gamut of learning. I did a lot of teacher leadership when I was a teacher and it intrigued me of, you know, I can make a, a larger difference leading a school than I can as a teacher trying to impact students. So I decided to go back and started my career as an elementary principal for seven years. That middle school age is, it's not for everybody. You know, some people are fearful of middle school students. My philosophy is middle school students are elementary students in middle school or high school bodies, right? But when we're working with these students, we're using the same strategies and things, but this is the time of their life where you can make a huge difference in what they're doing for their future. And, and so it's our job to kind of help support them in what their hopes and dreams are for the future. And you've been at this for a while. For you, kind of personally, what's the most satisfying part of your job? And, and you know, whether that's seeing a child reach their potential or seeing a teacher reach their potential or, you know, any other thing, what brings you the most joy when you're doing this? I will say when I go to graduation and I'm able to stand at the bottom of the stage and shake every student's hand who is crossing the stage, whether they remember me or not, it's not about me, it's about them. And just seeing that excitement and hearing the excitement from the parents, that's very rewarding as equally as the phone calls I get of, hey, thank you for being my principal, or even from this award, some of the people who have reached out who are my students, former students, saying, you made a difference in my life because of X, Y, Z. I appreciate that. On Wednesday, I appreciated staff got up on the microphone and they were speaking of why they came to Spanaway, and many of them were saying they came to Spanaway because of what we're doing here, and they knew that we had that direction and it was focused on kids. And so those are the things that make me happy. Anyone who knows you knows that your passions are education and dogs. I know that from speaking with you earlier that your mom was actually a professional dog handler, maybe still is a professional dog handler, actually showed dogs at the Westminster Kennel Club dog show, the big one, the kind of Super Bowl of dog shows. So this is big time stuff. How did you get involved with showing dogs and what do you like about it? When I was very young, my mom was my 4-H leader 
and we began showing dogs. I think I was around the age seven or eight. I like the competition. I'm a competitive person. I played sports. That was another passion of mine. When you're in 4-H, you have to know all of the dogs and you have to know all of the standards. And for those students who you know are aspiring 4-H people, you have to answer three questions. And it can be about any dog or anything. Knowing that and kind of studying that is exciting. When I was 16, I won the National Junior showmanship for the nation in New York City and that was very exciting but what I liked about it was that I was representing the state of Washington and I was able to um, show our skills that kind of inspired me to continue I have a love of training dogs and being able to take a dog from a puppy or even a rescue dog and be able to train them things that most people are not able to do is exciting currently we're doing agility we do what's called a rally and then confirmation and you uh, stick with the same breed, or have you had several breeds that you've shown? I currently have a Parsons Terrier, which is kind of like a Jack Russell Terrier. The Jack Russell Terrier actually split into two different breeds, and so I have a Parsons Terrier. I have two Australian Shepherds, and I have a Cocker Spaniel. So we, we do have a variety currently at home that we do show all of them, but they're also they're, they're our pets first and they show second, but they actually get excited just like kids do going to school. When they start getting closer and closer, they're getting more and more excited because they love to perform. What would surprise people about what goes into training and showing dogs? I will tell you that probably the biggest surprise is the amount of grooming that goes into it. My mom alone with Cocker Spaniels, it takes two to three hours to groom a Cocker Spaniel to get ready for a show. So if you're if you're showing four of them, imagine the time it takes. They're currently in Portland. They get up at four in the morning. They don't get done until nine or 10 at night. And they're doing it from Wednesday of this week all the way through Sunday. And uh, it's very tiring. My parents are in their 70s, but I I'm grateful that they're able to do it and keep going because it's good for them. Coming full circle back to education, winning this award could probably feel like a pinnacle of a career, but I know you're you're still very much into it and you're you're not resting on your laurels. So where are you going from here? What can we expect from you? So up and coming, there's some Association of Washington School Principal events that I'll be participating in. I'm going to be presenting the Spanaway Middle School story from when I got here at Spanaway Middle to where we are now and what we're going to be doing in the future. I'm also, what I think is most exciting is this summer I will present at the national level and then in October I'll be competing for the National Principal of the Year and part of that entails telling our story here at Spanaway, but bigger telling Bethel's school district story. Fantastic. We'll be rooting for you. And thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. And that's our show. Any more Groundhog Day fun you want to have today, Connor? No. You know, this is one time where podcasts really fail to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. I, for one, am very grateful to have been here. From Punxsutawney, this is Phil Connor. So long. Okay, do you want to try it again without the sarcasm? No, we got it. I'm out of here.